to welcome you to the show. We have one of the nicest up and coming singers out here, really emerging in the industry right now, Nefertini Ivani. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I like the Def Jam jacket that you have yeah. on. A announcement coming soon. Yeah, announcement coming. Well, it's already announced. You know, we yeah with Snoop Dogg. We got a lot of things in the works, so you just gotta stay tuned. But we we in the game. We here. <laughs> How, how relieved do you feel now with all the hard work that you put behind you from just even at the time of the age of nine and even one, because your father started training you in the attic when you were one years old. How does it feel with all this hard work that behind you now that hard work is finally paying off? Oh, it feels good. You know, it feels confirming. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, okay, finally, I was right. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you visualize this moment? Because I know you're a huge visualizer. Did you visualize that you were going to sign this huge deal and that this is where you were want to be? Because I remember hearing you in a previous interview that you wanted a partnership. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and you know, the, it's still that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how I kind of operate is whatever the project is. So if it's an album or if it's just a single or if it's a movie, you know, I kind of look to license those things. Mm -hmm you know, and get, you know, distribution, marketing, promotion. I try to keep myself for myself and to myself and then kind of slut out the work. You know what I mean? Let let the work be the one that um, gets the deal. Yeah. So that's like my style. And But I always, I did, I've always seen this for myself. I've always imagined this and visually seen it in my mind, always. Mm -hmm. It's important to manifest and visualize. When did you start visualizing and manifesting your career? Um, I think I always did. I always knew who I was and what I wanted to be. But I would say I more intentionally started doing it uh, probably like 2011. That's when I really started to like get into meditation and visualizing and intentionally create in my future. And that's important that you did. I hear so many journeys of artists where they begin out of nowhere and it works. It, any artist that I've spoken to have told me anytime that they make some type of vision board, it always pans out. Yeah. Always. It's good to be intentional because if you aren't intentional with yourself, someone will be intentional for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. Let's start from the beginning you, in growing up in Cleveland, Ohio. How was your life experience of growing up in Cleveland? Um, Cleveland is an interesting place. It's like you get a taste of everything here, but it's, it's, it's reserved enough to where you can um, build yourself, uh, tap into your, you can focus. You can, it's a place where you can really focus on building your craft. It's not so much a place where you, um, you can really, uh, I don't wanna say shine, but it's not a music market here, mm -hmm. but you are able to perfect yourself and not get so distracted by, you know, the outside world. So it is, it is a place for grounding and um, building yourself up. And speaking of Cleveland, is the versus tonight Bone Thugs against Three Six Mafia? Hey, oh, Swan Six, baby. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first start listening to Bone Thugs being from Cleveland? Oh, uh, I think I was maybe nine. Um, it would just come on the radio and I'd be in the car. And um, it was interesting because hearing melodies with rap that's a prominent part of of what I do a lot of people think I'm a, like this super singer I'm really a lyricist but I'm putting melody to it you know as you know my city bone thugs and harmony that's what we do you know what I'm saying so I think I was about nine years old and um it just naturally occurred to me to follow that speaking about what you do with the melody and rapping. Let's get into your song, All Right, on Snoop Dogg's newest album, Algorithm. You really were going in on it at the end. He even said that on The Breakfast Club because I believe that when he was given the record, there were talks of him taking that, not him taking that off, but someone taking that off the record. And he's like, no, leave that. No, yeah, I'm so glad. It was like a great debate and I wasn't there um, because I wasn't Def Jam yet. Mm -hmm. 
So in the hook, I said, you know, Def Jam got the place going crazy. So they was like, oh man, we might have to like switch her out. But I'm so glad that I did the freaking last verse because that was the deciding factor of like, no, she went in, we're gonna keep her on here. So I'm so glad I did that. And to have the opportunity to be beside legends like Redman and Method Man. Mm. You know what I mean? It's freaking amazing. And it's the second song on the album. It's really like the first song because it's the intro and then it's our song produced by DJ Battle Cat, one of my favorite producers in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like fate and luck and talent and all those things mixed up together to like make that happen for me. So I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> the bars. <laughs> that's that, And that's something else that you brought back is the bars, especially from the, the female MCs. And that's what Snoop Dogg was crediting you about because now we're getting back to the times of Foxy Brown, MC Light, Queen Latifah, when there was an actual message there. Yeah, I, I, that's so important to me, but I try not to, I try to have a good balance so I don't bore people or I don't make them feel like, cause I'm a human, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect, you know, cause a lot of times when you get into a certain um, genre of rap, mm-hmm. you know, people try to put you on this pedestal, like, oh, she's perfect. She doesn't make any mistakes. She's godly. She's all this stuff. And it's like, no, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle. You know what I mean? But it is important to me to say things to like um, inspire people and to get their minds going and to take them somewhere else. Cause it's like, we've, we've been in the same place for a long time. So it's like, you know, let's travel to cosmos. The dictionary is huge. There's so many words and so many different ideas that we, um, that we can pursue. So let's do it. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> with, with these songs that you made with Snoop Dogg, was this in the studio? No, so it's it's interesting because I record in Ohio. Okay. So um, I record myself, and then um, my husband, PRV Jones, he mixes and masters my vocals. Mm-hmm. So typically what's going on is that I'm getting sent records, and I put my thing on it, my, my rap, my singing, whatever, and then I send it back. Mm-hmm. And the sound is so good coming out of my studios, Daytona Productions. The sound is so good coming from here that Mm -hmm. they go with it. They're like, yo, this is, let's roll with this, how it is. And that's what, that's what um, gets me ahead a lot too, because I make everybody's job easier. (laughs) (laughs) That's just an amazing achievement, just being on Snoop Dogg's album and the fact that he gave you that co-sign on The Breakfast Club, because people have been talking about you for a while. And now it's fine. The questions are finally being answered and it's your time. Now you're ready to take the music industry by storm. And your next goal is actually winning a Grammy. Yeah, man. I mean, I have a lot of goals, you know, but you always have like the top of the total, like getting on the billboard charts, winning a Grammy, you know, getting into those big movies and being beside like these superstars, like Snoop, Remy, Method Man, Battle Cat. So it's, it's, it's one of many, but it is one of those top priorities. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that you'll achieve it because you visualize yourself this far. I'm sure the Grammy will come in time 100%. Something about your writing that we have to give you credit on is the fact that you've wrote for rappers too, Jelly Roll, and you, you're a rapper yourself. You, you showed yeah. that on, on Snoop Dogg's new album. And something that would relate to that is Biggie, because if you listen to Puff Daddy say many times, Biggie wrote his raps as if he was an R&B star. Yeah, I you know, writing is first for me. So I'm a lyricist first. I'm just a melodic lyricist. So a lot of times, you know, it a, a lot of people think that I'm R&B, which I am R&B, but I got the bars. I got the bars for sure. And that's that's one of the things that's most important to me, you know, even more than the singing is the bars. <laughs> <laughs> And that's important because it's so rare to see artists so compassionate about bars nowadays. What do you think happened along the way from when you grew up and listening to hip hop all the way to now that bars have just kind of been the side piece per se in hip hop? 
where do you feel as though that it just became that in hip hop, just not as important? Ooh, okay. Well, you know what? I think that there's a lot of things that we partake in that minimizes our thoughts. So we don't, we've been kind of lazy over the past decade and we don't want to hear things that's too much because life has been so stressful and we've been dealing with so much that we just want to, when we hear music, a lot of times we just want to relax and we want to have fun. You know, we, we haven't really been wanting to have those thought provoking bars and things we got to sit there and kind of expand our minds on. But I think now we've had a good amount of time having fun, dancing, kicking it, having a great time. I think now people are ready for those mind expanding thoughts again. And I think that bars are, cause they never left, mm-hmm. but I think no. now people, because the people dictate what we're gonna do with the music. So I think now we're in a space where the people are like, okay, I ate all my candy and my ice cream and all my donuts and my cookies and my, you know, now I'm ready for like that nourishment again. And so I think that's where the bars will resurface. Mm-hmm. I want to get into your musical family because this is really what it starts from. Cause your father trained you. He was a musician. I believe your grandmother was a dancer. Yeah. My grandmother was a, um, she was a prominent dancer in the city of Cleveland because she brought African dance to the city and she would go and teach it across all across the city, like at schools. And, um, uh, we, we were even like on TV, you know, and she brought that style to Cleveland. And now when I was in college, when I went to community college, my college professor, um, that taught African dance, she was like, what's, what's your last name? And I told her my last name. And she was like, she was like, I know your grandmother, your grandmother taught me. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, that's so amazing. So she was a college professor who taught African dance and my grandmother taught her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. That's that. Yeah. And we were always around live drums, African drums. My father played the drums. My father taught drums too. Um, my uncle played the drums, my grandfather played the drums. So like, I was always hearing like percussion and, you know, music was just, it was destined. It was my destiny to step into this. Your grandfather was a member of the original OJs too. Yes. My great, my, my grandfather, um, Howard Johnson, he was a member, an original member and my mother was being born. So he had he decided to come back and um, stay back with my mother. Um, but yeah, he was the original. And my grandfather had a beautiful voice. He introduced me to blues and jazz. Um, and that's where you hear like a lot of my choices are very bluesy, very jazzy. When I write my music, that comes from my grandfather instilling that in me early. What's your opinion on learning all these instruments so early? especially the piano, bringing the blues to R&B, because you're someone that wants to bring back the physical copies of, of music again. Oh. Yeah, 100%. And R&B's kind of just been on the downside because everyone's fell back on auto-tune. Even R&B's not the same as it used to be, but you do have artists out there such as yourself that it has kept it alive. Yeah, because one thing, R&B is rhythm and blues. Mm-hmm. So during a time where we were going through so much as a people, as a consumer, we didn't want to hear blues. We wanted to hear, like I said, having fun, having a good time, speed it up, put the auto-tune in there. Let's hurry up and get to the hook. We don't want to hear all of that extra stuff. And so, um, but yeah, R&B is, is essential because blues incorporates um, the plight of black people, the the plight of brown people, the plight of Puerto Rican people, the plight of of us going through this turmoil and prevailing. You know, that's how you get the blues sound. You know, you, you can't really get that sound without that that triumph that comes from overcoming that pain from so many years. And so R&B, rhythm and blues, and we've just been rhythm, 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 rhythm. Now it's time to bring that blues back blues in. Back. 
okay because now we can bring it in in a way to where it's like more balanced and it's still modern today and it still fits the world today but I think um R&B will always have um a special part in the soul because it the chords the progressions when you go to church and you hear those chords you feel like you can overcome because you're hearing it from people who have overcame and all of those ancestors that's backed up inside of us you hearing them sing you hear those them make those chord progressions so that's that's an important part of of music and i feel like it should never go away it should always um be here and it's time to resurface it you know again <laughs> like, you, like you said on the, on the song that you recently released with Fat Joe, Take It Back. <laughs> exactly. It's time to take it back. I'm glad you said that because it is a <laughs> meaning to that song. Is that the exact meaning? Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, depending on who I'm talking to, you know, if I'll say, yeah, it's, it's going back in a relationship. But what it really is, is going back to the nostalgia of blues in the R&B. Let's go back, let's take it back to the times where, you know, love was important and it meant something. You know, listening to people and their poetry and how they put together words and chord progressions and all of this stuff. Let's get back to that feeling, how it felt, you know? 100%. And just thinking about another person that plays an important role, and he's going to get the credit in the end that you said in discovering you as an artist, Teddy Riley. Yes, Teddy how, how Riley. Did, how did he discover you? Because you worked together for your mixtape, okay. Yeah, so so Teddy found me through a friend of mine mm -hmm. who does music here. Her name is V1. Okay. She's called by Lady Trauma. And she was a producer and she had connected with Teddy because she's so talented and he was attracted to what she was doing. So um, I guess one day uh, he needed, uh, he wanted to hear, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. I just know she sent him the music. Um, I think she maybe sent him like two tracks we did. And he was like, who is this? Oh, that's what he was doing. He wanted, a, um, he wanted writers. Because he was working on something and he, he was working on the, the, the Black Street. Uh, it was supposed to be Black Street and God. They were supposed to do an, an, another album, a joint album. Wow. So he was working on that and he wanted writers. She suggested me. He loved me. He brought me out. And um, it's been brother and sister ever since. We really connect, like, even besides the music. But Teddy has been so influential to everything that I do. You know, and it's, it's, it's deep because he did remember the time with Michael Jackson. That's right. He produced. Yep. And, and there's meaning because your name actually relates to the music video. Yes. And I was like a little girl. And when I seen that, Michael Jackson means the world to me as well. And it came out on my birthday. Like that That's video <laughs> came out on my birthday. And I found out at Teddy's house because I didn't know it came out on my birthday. You know how? <laughs> algorithm kind of like hears you saying stuff so my phone must have heard me saying Teddy Riley and they brought up on Instagram that he um did um did remember the time which I knew he was the producer to it but it was saying when it came out and I was like you gotta be me yeah. this out on my birthday <laughs> when I was like Teddy did you know y'all did this on my birthday <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Have you had the chance to meet any of the other members from Guy with forming a relationship with Teddy Riley, such as Aaron Hall? Um, I met Chauncey, but but we met over the phone. Okay. We met over the phone because I just did a record for um him and Maya. So um that'll be coming That's out. So, yeah, I can't wait. I love her. I love him. They sound great. So mm -hmm. yeah. If you were to get the the chance to recreate in your own way if, if teddy gave you the green light to recreate a guy song what would it be there's so many classics peace of my love let's chill which one would you love to take and put your own spin on it you know peace hmm, that's too hard but i think i would choose peace of my love yeah. but not taking away from all of the other songs because all of the other songs are special to me for different reasons but peace of my love just because 
that dump, 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 like, come on. You, that's undeniable. And because of the title of the song, I would really word play that in a particular type of way. So it probably be peace of my love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to do a, another Teddy jam because he did the first two. He's got to do another one and have you rapping on it. Man, I have a record that I did for him. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. It's called Thing For You. And he's on a talk box. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think this could release in the near future? I don't know. I just hope he hurries up because like, <laughs> it's like, it's so good. It's so, 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 so good. But it's timeless. The record is timeless. So it doesn't matter when it comes out, you know, it'll it'll fit right in. Mm -hmm. And I have a song that he helped um, produce and he's singing the talk box on it with me. It's called um, Say It With Your Tongue. Ooh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bop right there. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't because it's real music and I'm a fan of the real music and oh it's so God. rare. And, and, and it's such a blessing that it's coming back and that people are, have grown to appreciate it again, especially in the younger audiences. You see this younger audience coming here, which is why Griselda has a fan base for hip hop. It, you're starting to see that younger audience just become so appreciative of the real hip hop and RB. Yeah, they want substance again. Yeah, they want organic feeling again. I'm glad they do because it's. I'm ready for it. Yeah, and the the other artists aren't ready for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I can't wait for the real artists to get the spotlight, and it's happening now. It's starting, and 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 thank God for artists such as Snoop Dogg who are like, no, it's time because even if he he said it on his newest song with Benny the Butcher that. It's time to get this real music back again, this real hip hop back again. He's, it's time for the older artists to have input. Yeah, it is, you know, and it had to be the right time because we had to grow as a consciousness to that space where we wanted it again. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like our parents just let us eat all of the junk food and now we got tummy aches and we like, oh, I want to feel better again. Like, and now we're here. So I'm, oh my gosh, Snoop is so special. Yeah. You know, he's really like a special being, you know, in his heart and in his mind and his soul and what he's able to do. I think I discovered why he smokes so much weed because when, when I went to see him, we had to, um, we had to all kind of like do our own um, songs on the album. Mm -hmm. So everybody had to like, it wasn't a, like an official video, but it was like a little, you know, promo video. So I performed my song. All of the artists performed their songs. Snoop knew everybody's part, plus his part. Plus he did like five scripts that night. And I was like, oh, he's a genius. That's why he's got to kind of like reel it in because I've never seen that in my life. And he's been producing music and making music for so long for him to remember. I didn't even remember my lyrics. <laughs> Too short didn't remember his lyrics. I'm telling you, Snoop knew everybody's lyrics. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was genius. I was like, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. And that's how you know he's still, even though he's such an icon and legend, he's still a student of the game and he just absorbs it all in. Yes, and it's a passion for him. He's passionate. That's the thing. We have to get people who are passionate about the sound and the music and the elements and the artists in, posi in positions to make decisions, to, to make the future and to make this sound, to bring it back. Because, you know, if we just have people who aren't passionate about the music, we see where that has gotten. Yeah, all you hear, you've heard it for years on the airwaves of the nearby stations, especially in New York City, which is insane. Yeah, you know, happens. Yes. So it's important to get continue to get these people who know music from their souls and know music from their experience because they've sold millions of records in positions to say this is it. This is the person that needs to be next. Like Snoop. Yeah. And another one, Fat Joe. Oh, yeah. Fat Joe is a master. A&R skills through the roof. 
You know, he found Bryson Tiller. He he knows. You seen what he did with Ashanti? He knows what it is. He, yeah. it, all these people aren't wrong. They've sold records. They've made tremendous hits for years. I can see if you do one hit, two hit, three hits. These people have done it consecutively. So therefore, you know, it's not luck. Yeah. It's mastery. They know what they're doing. Think about Fat Joe, too. He found Pun. He put him right on his album, Jealous One's Envy. The list goes on and on and on. And one thing about Joey, he has a heart to where he wants you to be the best version of yourself. So he'll give you the shot. You know, when he called me, he said, yo, you do this song. I'm going to keep you on the song. I'm not going to take you off. I'm not going to replace you with a more popular artist. Take your shot, mommy. Let's go. Yeah. Show him far. So, yeah, he stuck his neck out for me. And um, he was right, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about, if you've heard the story for What's Love, there were people fighting, probably Irv Gotti, I'm not 100% sure, to keep Ashanti off the record. There was talks of J-Lo being on that record. And he said, no, I'm keeping Ashanti on there. Yeah, because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, you know, he'll tell you, like, this person already got their Bentley. They, This person already got their Lamborghini. It's time for the new blood to come in. And, you know, he, I'm I'm glad that he's he's like that because I I obviously ben- benefited from it. And I think that because when you come in a certain way, it's like you're going to do that. So he taught me to when I'm a vet in the game, once I see what I see, I'm going to trust my gut and give them a chance, you know, and bring a lot of new flowers into the garden. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we have here is new flowers coming in from you 100%. Have you had talks with Teddy Riley or even thought about experiencing with the voice changing is like what Teddy Riley did on his records. And for example, Roger Troutman, when he would change his voice up on the songs with the voice changer. Yeah, he taught me how to write for the talk box. He told me the words that, you know, are able to be um, saying on the talk box because every word can't really be heard Mm -hmm. on it necessarily. Um, But yeah, things like that is in in my blood. As you hear Bone Thugs and Harmony being experimental with your voice, it makes the vocal more, to me, it makes the vocal more interesting. You know what I mean? So I'll always experiment with my voice and try to get different sounds out of it like I'm an instrument. Doja Cat is another person that does that really well. Michael Jackson. Um, the list goes on and on. T-Pain. I think it's a good thing to find out different what It's like sound designing. You know, when you take an instrument and you're in a, a, a studio session and you're putting delay on it, you're putting reverb on it, you put in all of these different things, you're bending the frequency and bending a song to your liking. So we can do that with our voices too. I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's, you know, a bad thing. You've also wrote for Keith Sweat. How is this experience? Another R&B legend. Keith Sweat was fun. You know, Keith Sweat is, uh, he's another person who, which I love, um, when I worked with Missy, when I worked with Keith Sweat, when I worked with Fat Joe, I'm just trying to remember people swiftly off the bat. They're particular. You know, they make sure that certain things are incorporated to ensure that this is a hit. You know what I mean? And so to have that training so early just by being beside them and them saying, hey, Make sure when you're doing this, you're you're saying this or you're blah, 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 blah. Keith was like that. And, um, you know, it was good to have that experience early of just being particular and meticulous about things to make sure that it's a go. You have experience in, in many areas, especially being in a group in high school. So you have experience of working with other people in a collaborative group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have fun in a group, but I realized that I do better solo because um, I work really hard. <laughs> and I didn't know I worked hard. You know, 
it's I guess because I just love it so much you know I'll be in the studio for two three days and people are like yo you're crazy like we gotta live our lives and we gotta eat food and we gotta like and I was like oh oh I didn't know (laughs) (laughs) so I realized how I how I am you know I do better on my own but I'm glad that I my husband he's just like me you know he's in the studio we studio rats and we can be here for five days and nobody bats an eye so I'm glad I found him but I do best by myself (laughs) (laughs) you had the experience of being in the choir three out of the four years in high school too yeah yeah choir was was essential because that helped me to hear harmony pieces you know music that was already written and the harmony was already written in there so that just kept my ear sharp and it allowed me to practice holding my notes while you know the altos and the the baritones and stuff was going so it, it really strengthened my ear you know so I'm able to accomplish the things that I'm able to accomplish in my music you, you quit school to pursue your music career with excessive force. You were studying recording arts and technology. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be in the studio. I, I mean, I would be at school and somebody be like, hey, we got this performance going on or we got this. And I was like, yo, I keep having to pick between coming to class and going to the studio. I'm going to pick the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't want to like, I got to just be real with myself. And I was like, I have to trust that through my journey, I'll learn. And I did. I learned recording arts and technology for free. (laughs) (laughs) College didn't teach you that. (laughs) College is expensive. (laughs) It's a ruse. It's what, that's a whole other story, but. (laughs) It costs money and time. Yeah. Like a lot of time. So and I was the, the class I was in, I was already like advanced in the class. I knew how to do things that my teacher didn't know how to do. So I was like, uh, I need to go home and go get my butt in the studio and just focus. I'll be all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what you did from there. You kept growing and growing and eventually forming your way into the industry from quitting school and focusing on yourself. When did you start making these big moves into the industry and starting to get noticed? What were these moves? I say 2020. Because even though I was doing stuff, I'll say 2020 was really the year because that's when I met LT Hutton. LT Hutton is the one who produced Make It Last. He's the one who introduced me into Teddy Riley. And I think just his, um, what can I say? Just his frequency being around me. He's such a hard, diligent worker. Um, and he's such a strong manifester. I think that it just kind of starts turning the wheel because now my intentions was mixed with his intentions. So now we got like two Cap- we're Capricorns, two Capricorns, strong head, strong will people combining. And I think it just pushed the world. I think it just shifted the world. And before you know it, 2020 was boom, 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 boom. So I'll say 2020 was really the time where stuff um, in the in the professional sense turned up for me. And it's so rare to hear. And I'm so glad that you found your way in the year of 2020 because it was such a down year with COVID coming in here and just ruining a lot of artists and it really led to a lot of downtime no performances so that you were able to work through that and find some positivity is a plus (laughs) i found a lot of positivity because everybody here's the thing covid covid bold printed me because everybody had to be at home nobody couldn't depend on this person to go do this because it was all quarantine that's when people seen yo she's really at home with by herself producing this craziness it's it made me stand out you know and it showed the work ethic nobody was able to hide behind this and that and the third it was like 
I was shooting out records like crazy. It was insane. All of the producers was at home. Teddy was at home. So everybody was like, hey, I got this. Check this out. Let me know what you think. Boom, send them back a record. Oh my God, this is crazy. Let's keep going. I've done so many albums in 2020. It's ridiculous. <laughs> albums. <laughs> what in your mind is going to be your debut album? Do you already have that mapped out for when you, you sign this deal here? It's already announced. What is going to be your debut album? If you can give us a preview, what is this vibe going to be? Hmm. I'll say this. I, I believe that the debut album is going to be my album with LT Hutton. And here's why. Because he's turning the album into a movie. So it's gonna be a movie about me, about my life. You'll see all of these behind the scenes. Cause because stuff happened so fast, people missed a lot. I've really done a lot. And because it was COVID and everybody wasn't really like recording and taking footage and stuff, I got little stuff here and there, but I think the movie magic will come in and really be able to tell the story. And it'll set the tone for other people because I do have albums with um Teddy Riley Battle Cat and and I think it'll show it'll kind of like make a path for them it'll show who I am it'll show the the the, the stature everything and I think it'll it'll incorporate them as well and then I think they'll be able to branch off from the movie so I think that will be the debut album and I'm thinking we're going to do it with Dev Jam. I'm almost certain. I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain it's going to happen with Dev Jam. That's fire. Congratulations on that. That's huge. This is going to be your soundtrack to your life story. Yes. And it's and it's a gift to me because um, documentation is so important. And what better way to do that than with movie magic? You know, and I'm the type of person to where you can't, I can't, fit into one song you know I can't even fit into an album I need all of these different things to kind of like express the magnitude of who I am and what I've done so far and what I'll continue to do in the future you know with movie magic you can kind of already put that into into place as if it already happened mm -hmm. so um yeah I'm gracious for that it's, and it's gonna be huge 100%. Have you thought of a distribution network that this documentary may release on? No, because, you know, I'm really supposed, I do already too much stuff that I'm not supposed to do. I'm the artist. I'm supposed to focus on creating the music and making people feel good, connected with my beautiful, wonderful fan. My fan, let me tell you something about my fans. Mm -hmm. My fans are the most special people on the planet. And I'll, I'll say this, you'll know it for a fact because they've been following me for years before anybody knew really who I was. So one thing about my fans is I know that they're foreseers. They can see the future and that's why they've stuck here. They, they've known this future before the whole entire world. And I, and, 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 you know, that's, I kind of came up with a way for them to show that they're, they're psychic. I said, you know what, everybody send me a dollar and put, if you think that I'll be someday number one on the billboards, send me a dollar and put on the cash app label, title it Avani number one on billboards. And I said, screenshot it and save it. And on the day it happens, you post it and you show the world, you've already seen this, you've already known. And it's important for me to sing to them and, and be at, with them at their jobs and in their cars and on the way to whatever they're doing, inspire them to keep creating and to keep going because those, my fans are going to make the future what it's about to be, which is amazing. We're going into great times now. We did the depression, we did all of that anxiety, we did all of the low vibrational yeah. stuff. You know, we had a great time. Now it's time to elevate. 
and that's what you're doing here all the way into 2022. What is your, it's a little early, it's probably three or four weeks early here. What is your 2022 New Year's resolution? Um, to just keep being grounded, to keep being in love with what I do, to keep magma, what can I say? To keep attracting people who are like-minded like me, who share the same goals, um, who want to be in the same places that I want to be, who want to create like me, um, just keep, just keep creating, keep being happy and keep expanding um, on the ideas that I have, you know, for this world, because I do have a lot of ideas when it comes to talking about love again and relationships and health and wellness and how important it is to follow your dreams and pursue your passion. Um, you know, I want to make sure that I can get into all of that before um, I go to the other side. So that's that's what that's what I care about in 2022 and for the rest of the years to come. How much of it would be a dream come true for you to take part in singing in a Disney movie? Because I know that's what you grew up on and you were that that's no. something that you studied. <laughs> I did my oh. research. Oh man how much uh, a huge 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 because I love I love how Disney incorporates sound with magic you know it puts the pictures and all of the magical artistic elements into really expressing that piece of music and that's what means the world to me and they put a storyline to it you know they got the princess following her dreams and making it come true and it's like the perfect song to it and all of the pretty pictures is like that's what it's about for me it's not just about you know a single album that's just audio you know I think now it's time to incorporate the magic and the visuals and you know using technology we got technology now to where we got VR and holograms you know I want to incorporate all of those things into my show and give people an experience I want people to feel like they can walk into my album and all around the four walls the ceiling the floor is like they feel like they're inside of it so you know it's important for me to incorporate all this stuff I love Disney was there ever a time because of your love of Disney that you thought of pursuing maybe Broadway in order to get some singing parts on there for a Disney play no. Yeah. No. I I love to watch Broadway, but I don't want to. Because it's I don't know what what it's. I just need. I would write for Broadway, mm. but I wouldn't be a Broadway star. You know, I need like. I need movie magic. I need it. <laughs> I just need that. So, yeah. But I love Broadway. I love watching it. But it's I can't. I can't be the. A hundred percent for voiceover for a movie though. A hundred percent. One hundred and ten. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Another interesting thing that I learned about you is that you studied Beethoven too. Oh my God. That's my, that's probably my favorite classical composer. Yeah. I'm going to say that's my favorite. Yeah, I'm going to say it's my favorite classical composer. Um, I don't know what it is that I'm hearing in his compositions, but it might be the darkness beside the light. You know, I, I, I like different, like put me in different rooms when I'm listening to a piece. Like I don't want to stay in the same room and look at the same picture for five minutes. Like, take me through an adventure. Like, you know how a movie, it has, like, you go in, you, you're intro, you're at the, the beginning of the movie, and then you're met with adversity, and then you overcome adversity. Like, I want to experience that in a song, and Beethoven just does that for me. It's, it's so interesting. I wish I knew what it was that I'm hearing with him um, and how he puts together pieces, but 
it's I'm like hypnotized by it and I'm so inspired by it too as well I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I know you're a huge fan of Michael Jackson, Boys to Men, many artists from the 90s, Mariah Carey, but an artist such as Nate Dogg. How did you feel about what he brought to the game and just elevating R&B? And he had his own sound that no one ever had ever replicated or duplicated. That's the part. You know, it's important to hear these different ways that people express their artistic creativity. You know, I like options you know sometimes I want to feel like Nate Dogg you know sometimes I want to feel like Michael sometimes I want to feel like Snoop sometimes I want to feel like the Little Mermaid you know and to have these different variations of creativity um, it just expands the game for us and expands the possibilities because what happens is once somebody does something different you can incorporate that with your style and you've created a whole new baby and it'll have its own little ways and journeys and different niches that it can get into that wasn't open before. So I love Nate Dog. Golly. Play. Nobody does it better. Rest in heaven, yeah. Yeah, it's rest in peace and, and Nate Dog, another just legend. And that's the whole G-Funk era right there. That just... <laughs> completely was just after he passed away it just went away yeah because you know and that's another um genre of music funk that kind of that I feel is truly 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 instrumental in um the genres of today now even though it we might not hear straight funk we hear funk incorporated in hip hop and we hear funk incorporated in R&B and it just makes those different nuances and those different stair steps. You know what I mean? Versus us just staying on one plane in one dimension. When you add the funk to it, you get a different vibe. You get that gritty, like, you know what I'm saying? You really get down in there. You know what I mean? So that's why this stuff is so important and these beautiful genres being incorporated in today um, I think that's what makes an artist special. What about some of your favorite tracks that you made so far? You've made a ton of them. You told me that you have albums and albums and albums, especially. In- <laughs> that to me. Uh, make it out now on all streaming platforms. All right, Redman and Method Man out now on all streaming platforms. Take It Back featuring Flat Joe out now on all streaming platforms. These are the more recent records. Oh, Roth came out this year at the beginning of the year. Uh, Busted came out this year. So I just go with the whatever records is out. Because don't make me pick a favorite. I can't pick yeah, a favorite. It's, it's tough. They're all my babies. Yeah. And, I, and I love them. And I love everybody who I've worked with. And, you know. Yeah. I know Janet Jackson's on the list for someone that you would love to work with. Oh, yeah. Janet um, inspired me so much, tremendously. Um, her, how she put on a show, but then also how she incorporated sensuality into the music. Like you can listen to the music and tell that it was sensual, even if it didn't have words. Mm-hmm. But her putting the words to it and, and making us feel like, you know, it's all right to express your sexuality because people keep trying to demonize sexuality. No, that's how everybody gets on the planet. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and sexuality is a divine um, happening. You know, it's, it's alchemistic, it's, it's magical, it's mystical. And I think practice right, it helps us to see different things create, it doesn't just create babies. You know, it creates ideas. It helps us be better people. It creates situations and circumstances for us. You can manifest a lot of things with um, healthy, healthy sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was an important breakdown right there. And, you know, just with your music and everything moving forward and other people that you would love to work with. Who's an out of out of the box artist that you would love to work with? You can work with someone like Adele. Who's someone that you would love to work with out of the box from the hip-hop and R&B realm, if you could? Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole. 
but he's but he's not here yeah now rest in peace <laughs> but um i love nat king cole so much i love nina simone billy holiday you know i you know i really love blues i would i wish i could bring beethoven and work with him you know um but these are all people from the other side. So let me think of someone that's here now that, that you said that's not hip hop. Or R&B. Yeah, it's kind of out of the box. Mm, John Mayer. Mm. I'll say John Mayer. I like that. And why John Mayer? I'm curious. Because I want to find out what's behind his eyes. And I think I can only find that out if I get him next to an instrument and um, go into that world. And I don't know, it's something that just about his, when he creates, I'm hearing something, you know, and it, it attracts me. So, <clears throat> and I, he's a good storyteller. So, um, and then I love people that create that that produce music and write music you know so it adds to the genius of an artist that's how you know they're really a genius such as yourself doesn't it yeah you know I'm not allowed to say that because i'm one but I, when people like you can say it for me or when i can say it about other people i can't say it about myself <laughs> 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 you can but the people the people i guess don't like it they think you're arrogant which isn't fair because sometimes you, you you can pat yourself on the back because there's times that people won't do it that's true but you know i it's interesting when you when you have beauty um because people can can uh be offended by beauty or they can automatically assume because you're beautiful <clears throat> that you're arrogant or you think you're better than people or whatever the case. And so that's been a struggle of mine coming up because, you know, nobody told me, hey, you know, being beautiful comes with a lot of stuff and it can, it can get dangerous, you know. So I've, I've had to learn how to properly balance myself and stay in the middle and I won't say dim my own light a lot of times that I, I have. So I had to learn how to, how can I not dim my own light, but at the same time still stand for myself without <clears throat> hurting other people. You know what I mean? How can I hurry up and be as understood as I can be you know, without people feeling like they can take advantage of me, but also without people feeling like, oh, she thinks she all that, you know, I do think I'm all that, but I can't say it, you know, it's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And that's just how the world goes. And, you know, it's, it's just what comes with this and being successful, such as yourself and Something that you've mentioned before, and I think you really have the the answer to what music is, is that you want to make music that you replay and you actually enjoy revisiting. Whereas the music that's made today, you listen to it once and it's gone forever. You can't ever revisit it. We're still listening to albums from the 90s and we don't get tired of it. Yes, 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 yes. That's important because I got to be on stage and I got to make sure I'm enjoying myself. And one thing that I've said before, life is still happening, you know? So a lot of times I'll need myself when I'm on the stage, you know, I'll need those songs to pick me up from whatever I'm going through in life. So it's important for me to incorporate um, those things into my music so that when I am performing, I'm not just lifting the crowd up, I'm also lifting myself up. And I'm having a great time doing it, you know? Cause I gotta be in love too, you know what I mean? For this to work, I gotta be in love too. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's important. Speaking of performances and, and taking your work seriously, what have been some of your top performances so far that you've done throughout your career? Um, I'll say, 
the performance I did for FC Campbell, the UNESCO performance um, in Costa Rica, just because of the cause. Mm-hmm. And um, it was star studded too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Stevie Wonder's daughter invited me to that performance. And um, it was special. It was definitely special. The song that I performed and uh, the, the stage that I set was really, I loved it. Um, so yeah, I'll say that one. Huge. That's huge. I, I was doing my research online too, that you're also an actress. You're going to be having the documentary of your own story. It's going to be the autobiography. What are some other things that you've taken part in as far as being an actress? Well, when I was in school, um, I did drama. Okay. So I did a lot of, um, I actually did like screenplays and stuff like that. When I was in school, I I would like put together stories. Um, But I think that's more so like a foresight, Mm -hmm. you know, because I want to see what that looks like in 2022, you know, from when I was doing it when I was a kid and kind of like put my own stuff together, like, what does it look like when I don't put it together? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I can't wait to just express all of these different sides of, of, of me, you know? So, and Halle Berry's from my hometown. So wow, that's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting major over here. <laughs> <laughs> choose to follow <laughs> yes yes and it's obvious that you have a gift for writing and and so are you thinking about really pursuing screenwriting in the in the movie business what kinds of movies would you love to write or even tv shows at this point um i would like to write things about the law of attraction mm. um and i will also like like i have this idea of um I call it Inky's Garden. Mm-hmm. It's more so of a children's type of thing, but this guy, he's an herbalist and he has this awesome garden <clears throat> and all the neighborhood kids come to his garden. And when he shows them like different herbs, it gives them superpowers. <laughs> so they'll have like, maybe they'll take, they'll take like salsa perilla. And one time, um, they were playing basketball or whatever. And maybe now that they took the salsa perilla, they can dunk and jump six feet in the air and do all kind of stuff. You know, I, I have ideas for like um, children's stuff and talking of just about herbs and health and wellness and the law of attraction too, because I love the law of attraction. And um, I think it'd be dope to see it in a film. No one really speaks about it. And I've become a believer of that very recently. And it, it's weird how it's come up in some of my most recent interviews. And I'm talking like three in a row. And I'm really starting to believe in it because it, yeah. look at how far your career has gone. Look how far other artists I've interviewed, their careers have gone. And it really is proven true that, that it does work. Yeah, it does work. Yeah. You just know how to work. It. You know, you got to know like the, the, key, the key parts, you know, the visualization is part of it. But the the ultimate thing is you attract how you feel so it's important to do things that make you happy it's important to to practice your happiness and master learning how to reach your happiness in circumstances that aren't necessarily yielding like circumstances where you might feel down or you might feel anxious or depressed or sad or whatever if you learn to achieve your peace and your happiness in that and you're happy maybe 80 percent of the time you start to attract the circumstances and the frequencies and the people and the places that match how you feel that's the key that's the that's the key important notes and a lot of people have to follow that especially in the entertainment business I I made like a whole notebook and I put like my favorite songs in there, my favorite smells, my favorite colors, my favorite movies so that I can always go back to that notebook when I'm not feeling good and be like, okay, what's something that can put me in a good mood? I put my favorite herbs, my favorite food, all kind of stuff because I really wanted to practice my happiness. 
it's got to be a practice. And once you get it, boom, you take off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we have right here. You're you're 100 percent proof of that. And thank God that there are cases in which that we can follow and, and you lead by example. Yes, that's the most important thing for me. I always said I don't necessarily want to be teachy preachy, but I want people to be able to look at my life and say, yo, she's on to something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's important for me. I want to get into your name. You wanted to change your name to a basic name such as Jasmine. You told your father that. And he said, wait, wait, wait. You got to find out your purpose of this name first. Yeah, man, because I got teased in school, you know, and I didn't understand the capacity of my name when I was a little girl. I just knew every time the teacher would call my name, the kids would laugh. And I was like, Dad, man, can't I just be Jasmine or something, Ashley? And he was like, you know, your name has huge meaning and purpose. So when you get older and you understand that, if you still want to change it, we can change it. But once I understood, I was like, ooh, oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is my name. People, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, a lot of people would think it's a stage name. It's not a stage name. And, you know, I named my daughter. I have a daughter. Mm -hmm. She's five. And... I named her before she was even born. I talked to her, had conversations with, before I even knew her father. Wow. I knew her daughter. And so I think it's important for people to understand that um, I'm not named after the queen. I, I am the queen. You know, I am Queen Nefertiti. And um, you will see that if you stay tuned and you watch how this kind of unfolds, you will see and understand. So that's why it's important for me to get this stuff recorded get this stuff that's why I'm in the recording business because if Queen Nefertiti existed and she was never painted on the walls we wouldn't know anything about it no so recording is very monumental time in the history of the world and we want to get it recorded <laughs> yeah Nefertiti the beautiful one has come and Avani's to earth my whole name is a sentence. The beautiful one has come. Avani means earth. So the beautiful one has come to earth. And it's not, it's not in a sense of, of, of looks, you know, it's, it's deeper than that. You know, and I have, I have a lot of gifts, but I also am responsible with it. You know what I mean? So um, how I treat other people is important to me how I live my life, the things that I um, speak on and, and show the world, the things that I create, it all is encompassing in my name. The beautiful one has come to earth and it's for a reason. You know what I mean? It is to elevate the frequency of the listeners. Yeah. And, and there we have it. And there we have it. <laughs> Nefertiti, anything else that you have to let the audience know here today? Any upcoming releases? I know you have the announcements coming soon, but how about a, a Christmas release song? Because R&B is huge in Christmas with Boys to Men, with Let It Snow, Brian McKnight's album, Babyface's Christmas. Y'all yeah. might have to catch me next year for the Christmas album because Christmas. Christmas album, I need it to be special. And I want to have guests. You know what I mean? So... Um, Y'all might have to catch me next year for the Christmas album, but Take It Back is out now featuring Fat Joe, my brother, on all streaming platforms. The Heat XM Radio just picked that up. Thank y'all so much, Dion Deasy. Um, produced by Tim Kelly, executive produced by um, MC Light, Queen. Thank you so much. Um, make It Last. We're going to shoot the video. It's going to be epic. It's going to be a movie, you guys. Make It Last, produced by LT Hutton. Y'all already know what it is out now on all streaming platforms. It's number 21 on the Algorithm album. All Right with Red Man and Method Man is out now on all streaming platforms produced by DJ Battlecat. I cannot wait for you guys to hear what me and Battlecat have been doing. It is magical. I promise you that. Um, but yeah, y'all go check those things out. Stay, stay in touch with me, you know, stay tapped in. Um, Cause if we gonna see some, we gonna see some big shit. Stop. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> it's okay to talk once in a while. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see some magical stuff, and I don't want you to miss it. So please stay tuned, you guys. Yes. And, and they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter at Nefertiti Avani on Instagram and Twitter. How about TikTok? Any other platforms as well? Yeah. Thing is Nefertiti Avani. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all of it is Nefertiti Avani. That's perfect. Nefertiti, I want to thank you for coming on the show here tonight. I had a great time speaking with you. Congratulations on everything so far in your career. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you succeed in the future and the big announcements coming too, because that's that's really yeah. something to, to pop the champagne over. <laughs> thank you, Max, for having me. I really enjoyed you. And thank um, you. you're doing wonderful. You did a really, really, really great job. I really enjoyed myself. You did your research. Thank Excellent. You. And I know you, you know, you, you getting into your, your next level. So take that law of attraction stuff, you know, really get into it. Thank you, <laughs> Nefertiti. I really appreciate that. And the law of attraction is, is true. We've seen it with people such as yourself and prove it to be true. And, you know, and the people listening really need to follow what you have done. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Yes, Nefertiti. Thank you. I, I appreciate it again. You're always welcome on the show. I have your songs in the rotation raw and especially the songs with snoop dog all right make it last in the rotation and i'm looking forward to the upcoming music it's real r&b real hip-hop not not the stuff that you hear on these radio stations that are garbage but <laughs> nope yeah real music and i want you to enjoy the rest of your night and enjoy your holiday season thank you you too max appreciate yes. you you too take care and stay safe you too bye-bye bye-bye